Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 269. Nice. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) That's it. That's all we did. It's our third nice episode. Uh, It is Cody here with Britt. Hello. Britt Brat. I am playing chess against a robot. Chloe is in the corner panting because we walked her before the podcast this time, mixing it up. So she'd shut the fuck up. Yeah, what a treat. And we're here to talk about some trailers, some maybe news with the movie world, uh, more Du Bois and what we've been up to. That's I think mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So how you been? How's your week? I don't remember. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you had your three-day weekend. And yes. You didn't... I didn't do anything. <laughs> it went by so fast. You were going to read because you were tired of... I was going to read. I was going to clean. I was going to probably bake something. And I just... All I'll say is the world is sad right now, man. Yeah. You watched a lot of Among Us. Did. That's been your life. It's the distraction from the sadness <laughs> and the pain. That's it. What about you? This weekend was better than the last weekend, obviously, so yeah. I had that going for me. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've just been playing WoW, watching uh, Among Us streams and stuff like that. I feel like I started a show or something, but I never... Did I? Criminal? Yeah, Criminal UK. I watched the first episode of that. I think it's a very good anthology show that's, you know, case of the week, but in a much more microscopic scope i guess just like a laser focus like yeah you're not figuring everything out it's just it's culprit talking to cops it's law and order the bottle episode it's doing actual like detective work and talking law and order that's it no there's no dual person hacking a computer it's just people talking (laughs) just kidding (laughs) see i did that i want to i need to finish halt and catch fire Yes, you Two do. episodes away. It's a sad... Yeah, I get it. I don't know how... I, I'll just suck it up and finish it soon. Um, I do want to watch what, what what we do in the shadows, right? Yeah. Okay. I almost said what we're doing in the shadows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a different movie. Mm-hmm. I watched The Vow. Yeah, I didn't know if you felt like talking about it's that. It's okay. Yeah, it's a... Uh, docu-series on hbo about nexium esp it's just a multi-level marketing scheme that turned into a sex cult to put it bluntly that's really what happened <laughs> yeah a scientology a... level sex cult it's like the worst improv session ever <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's the weirdest thing that actually happened in this world i just think of all of the like i watch a lot of cult and true crime documentaries and docuseries this is the worst one i've ever watched not because the subject matter isn't so fascinating it's just because they spend so little time talking about it because it's all like footage from a former member and stuff and like well like it was a lot of it was that like Stuff from pre twenty like sixteen is you know because like one of the prominent members was like a filmmaker and so he like was documenting everything because he thought this was the like 
going to change the world. Of course he's going to document it. And, right. You know, there are all these, like, actors and successful rich people, like the heiresses of the Seagram's fortune were, like, funding this thing. The stuff being filmed by, like, the documentary crew is so... Not bad, but... Nothing. Like, the people... They're just nothing. They're not talking about, like the ins and outs of this cult and like they'll like use all these terms about like oh we we went and did this thing but they don't really explain what it is or show you what it is whereas like when you go watch a scientology documentary they're like oh they were auditing us and then they're like well what's that mean and then they show you and they tell you exactly what it is and the kinds of questions that are going to be asked and Mm -hmm. it's just all such vague like nothingness being told to you and, and then all it's, like, like focusing get... on is, like, these kind of, like, washed-up actors that are getting their five seconds of fame by exposing this bad thing that they made a lot of money from. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just a conflict of what they're trying to say versus how they act in the documentary, which pisses right. me off. Yeah. But it's just not a great docuseries, even though the subject matter is fascinating, because there's there was a sex cult, and the leader and famous actresses are getting indicted on rico violations and sex crimes yeah, it's like they went to jail over it yeah like tell us more about how that happened and not they're getting there i don't want shots of sarah fucking edmondson being excited that she was on the cover of the new york times because she exposed this be like look there's stuff happening there's gonna be justice not i'm on the cover of the new york times fuck you i do feel bad for what these people went through but this is not doing it justice. No. Sorry. You're fine. I had to talk about it. And it's just bad pacing. Yeah. I, as far as a TV show. Yeah, because you sent me a tweet, like, referencing it, but I didn't recognize the name. So I was like, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. And you had to explain. I was like, oh, okay. Because it's just so true because it's such an interesting topic that this show is doing such a terrible job of explaining. Yeah. And maybe I'm just biased because I really enjoy these kinds of documentaries and shit, but it bad i'd rather watch cheesy true crime reenactment documentaries than this. Um, i'm gonna call bullshit on that you hate you hate that should tell you no. how bad this is no it's not that bad i don't I, believe the it. only interesting parts are when they show like old footage of the leader like giving his talks and like i could totally see why people would think like this is inspirational like he's so confident and so like enigmatic even though he's just some weird creepy long-haired dude that plays volleyball all the time but like california no albany new york that's where they all move to well (laughs) and nothing it's a shit town apparently well sorry people from albany but they're not listening yeah i know but i won in chess during that Really? Yeah. That was too fast. Okay. You gotta well, play again. No. <laughs> Take my W and move on with okay. the week. Well, yeah, that's what I watched. <laughs> that's like the only thing of note to talk about yeah, this week you've for been me. Passionate about it, clearly. Am I wrong? No. Okay. It's definitely an interesting topic, to say the least. I just wish I could learn more about it in this ten-part documentary series when there's only three episodes left and I still know nothing. Yeah. I learned more from looking up the court records. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about trailers. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the trial of the Chicago 7 first? Yes. Uh, I don't really know anything about this. What is the what is the trial of the Chicago 7? I mean, essentially what you see in the trailer is just 
a group of people protesting the Vietnam War, and I think one of the protests got out of hand. That's it? I think. I can't. Okay. I don't know the full story, and that's why I'm excited to see it. Okay. But it's essentially just they were protesting Vietnam, and it goes deep into the political implications of that. Yeah, the trailer touches on that Yeah. pretty, pretty well. Yeah, so the film is based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more, arising from the countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Okay, so, yeah. Stars lots of good people. Yeah, we've definitely talked about it before and listed off the big name actors. I'm excited to see it. Yep, it'll be out next week, right? Uh, or this week? October 16th Yeah, so on that's Netflix. next week. Yeah, so we'll, I mean, we won't talk about it next week because mm-hmm. next week is 270, but mm-hmm. we'll be talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just hope it isn't slow. I don't know. I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin, so. So it should be. It's going to be very dialogue heavy. Yeah, I was like, but it's going to be quick because that's Aaron Sorkin. Yes, very dialogue heavy. But quick. I think the nature of the subject, it will keep you entertained because it's very divisive yeah so yeah i i'm just excited to learn more about it and if it really interests me i can look into it more after the fact and not take what the movie said as gospel yeah yeah so but i am excited and hope that there's a new trend of you know i feel like world war ii and world war one are very overdone yes i would like to see a new market of like vietnam focused film and media because it's not talked about a lot because I think we were the bad guys yeah it's genu- genuinely perceived as a giant fuck up so they mm-hmm. just kind of brush past it i'd like to see more of like no. no we have to talk about it no we won't we can't erase history that's all i'll say or patriotic history or whatever i'm not saying a word <laughs> but won't let me a great that's not true a great aspect of this movie is sasha baron cohen and he is surprising us with his acting chops this year by bringing back a beloved character in borat borat 2 is coming out in two weeks a week after the chicago 7 stacked it is a stacked month and you've never seen borat right no i've never seen it from start to finish either Oh, I've I didn't seen know that. A, I've seen a good amount of clips of it. I feel like I've seen enough of it because everyone in what year was it? 2006? Like, if not earlier, said every fucking line from the movie for like a year straight. Yeah. Well, they said like lines though, because like while we were watching the second trailer, you're like, <laughs> is this just what the movie is? It's just him with people and yeah and so i feel like yeah you've heard a lot of the lines and stuff but mm-hmm. so much of the movie is just it's like a less crazy jackass yeah is what it is yeah a less stunt heavy jackass i'll just say all of the lines out of context weren't funny yes <laughs> but i'm sure in context were. i just don't like watching tall lanky men walk around in thongs i don't find that funny <laughs> I don't think it's gross as far as like, that's just inappropriate, not okay for TV. No, I just don't think that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's not my humor. He does it a lot because he's in usually like rural southern states. And so he does it to make them uncomfortable. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) I just don't find it funny. Yeah. I'm not like offended by it. I just don't think it's 
<laughs> I can appreciate the other moments of yes. like, you know, what's worse, the virus or the Democrats. Uh huh. That's funny. Or the do we need a? Of course they fucking. We need to get the baby out of my daughter. To oh a my God. a pastor <laughs> that got you the most. Because. <laughs> I will admit that pastor did a really good job of just staying straight faced through that conversation. Yep. And so like, I'm sure he's aware of the cameras. He knows this is probably just some like shock value movie or TV video right. being made. So he doesn't want to feed into it. Yeah. But... I think the first Borat definitely had a, had like the advantage with like that not being so common. And so he got more genuine reactions. Um, but the plot essentially for the first Borat was just he was going to America to make a documentary about America. Mm-hmm. And along the way, he discovers he's in love with Pamela Anderson and he needs uh, to make her his wife. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> so That's why he says my wife. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. That's, that's the only one I can remember right now. Me so, love you long time, right? I don't. That's not... I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but I, I am excited. I, knowing that it's coming out so soon, I probably will watch the first one uh, because it is just on Amazon. So mm-hmm. might as well just watch it. It's not that long. It's hour and a half. But I think it, it has potential. I didn't love Bruno, but this has potential. Most people didn't like Bruno. And The Dictator was another like hit or miss. Any other thoughts on Borat? No, I, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I just stop normalizing men in thongs unless it's for people that are really into it. Or normalize it. Maybe that's what this world needs. Uh, the last trailer we're going to talk about is the new Free Guy trailer. Yes, we talked about the first one on another episode. I can't remember. because We did talk about it because I know we were very disappointed. This one, it seems... I don't know. It seems better, but again, I can't remember the first one. The yeah. first one came out nine months ago, so fucking... A lot's happened in nine yeah, months. So I can't remember all that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just... I have my worries that it's going to be like a Ready Player One type cheesy movie. And oh, like, yeah. It looks super cheesy. It's like the great hero guy saves the day, uproots the evil game company, and like mm-hmm. you know what the story is before yeah. you going to the theater i think the concept of the movie sounded really funny in an execution it seems whatever but i think what's going to be at least enjoyable you know in the moment will be ryan reynolds taika waititi like they just i feel like they're interesting to watch to me it's going to be very similar to like hancock where it's like the premise is cool it sounds fun the first act is great and then it's like oh yeah we need the story yeah, it's a Will Smith superhero movie. He was like a drunk superhero that like... Is that the one with Charlize Theron yes. and she ends up being like his wife or something? Yes. I forgot about that movie. Yes, Jason Bateman is Charlize Theron's husband. I don't remember that. Yep. Uh, anyways, but yeah, it's like the premise and the first bit is cool. And mm-hmm. then like, oh yeah, we need a story for this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a cheesy love story, I guess. I think that's the route that this is going to yeah. go. And it's like, I would somehow prefer just an hour and 20 minute movie where it's just him trying to survive and like break out of the video game yeah i would love like a groundhog day style like repetitive yeah 
That's every day he dies in a different new way because players are assholes to non-player characters. And that's probably going to be the first 30 minutes and then it's going to move past that. Yeah. Because even Groundhog Day needed some cheesy love story (laughs) that you loved. What's the last movie we watched that didn't have like any kind of love interest or like romantic or sexual tension? I mean, I feel like this is wrong. Well, romantics. I feel like the king didn't necessarily have like a love story. And I feel like yeah. that's too far away. Like, I'm sh- Let's look at the horse girl. Her, she loved her fucking horse. Well, there I was mean, a lot of sexual tension in that fucking movie with her fucking horse. The hunt? Yeah. Tenet? I mean, would you say... I would say that there were some weird vibes between the lead character and uh, the blonde girl. Yeah, but... But it wasn't never. It was never very explicit or overtly like sexual. Yeah. There but was no dialogue. There was about some tension it. between them. But I mean, have you seen John David Washington? Have you seen the cut of his beard? My God! Someone tweeted that they want to capture the energy of Robert. They said Patterson, but they meant Pattinson. Where I'm very attractive, but also completely unhinged. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Um, you so ask Robert Pattinson how he does it. Deluge. <laughs> I don't know. So it it, it is. So I feel like what we're saying is it is possible to have a movie yes. that has a plot that isn't. I think when the premise of your movie isn't so broad and vague, it's easy to avoid that. But yeah. when the mo- yeah. thing is, just, what if we did a movie about an NPC? Okay, but what else? Yeah. Uh, he falls in love with a player. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this reminds me of a throwback movie. I'm, it's I think you're gonna age yourself. Ah, uh, I I mean I shouldn't be aging myself, but you know time sucks. But Gamer came out in 2009. I have no idea what Starring that is. Michael C. Hall and Gerard Butler. Michael C. Hall like Dexter. Oh, okay. Who was I thinking? I don't know. But gamer, in a future mind-controlling game, death row convicts are forced to battle in a Doom-type environment. Hmm. And he has to break out of the game and face down with Michael C. Hall. Weird. Yeah. So, I mean... I was thinking of Anthony Michael Hall. He's from all the John Hughes movies. Okay. It's like, why is he in a movie about games? It's not really about games. It's more just a gory thriller. Terry Crews was in it. He played Hackman. <laughs> Hackman? I don't remember that, but all right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's I'm not thrilled about the movie. Depending on how it comes out, we'll watch it. If it's like acquired by one of the streaming services, I'll watch it. If not, then we'll talk about it when it's on a streaming service, guys. I mean, it's Fox, so won't that technically go on Disney Plus? It's not like child appropriate they don't have all child appropriate things on there do we i don't know we don't watch that yeah we're not children we don't have child children anyway uh um, yeah it's just something i wanted to talk about because i had such high hopes when it was first like everyone in talks because ryan reynolds is funny but it's the people from deadpool meh lukewarm yeah that's our take it doesn't look like it'll be the worst movie of the year no, that is probably going to stay Invisible Man. Yeah. Uh, so we're done with trailers, right? 
Uh, yeah. There was a Handmaid's Tale trailer, but nothing really happened with that. Yeah, I don't... Because they, like, halted production because of COVID, and they released a trailer even though they haven't resumed production. <laughs> Just to make people go, like, it's, it's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I care less. <laughs> Maybe. What? Say it. I was like, maybe it's important to watch this so we can be prepared. You joke. Yeah. That trailer came out three months ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, people are only talking about Season 4 teaser, Hulu original, three months ago. Hmm. Time isn't (laughs) real right now. Yeah. Coming 2021. Yeah. So you want to talk about trash? Do you want to talk about trash? Uh, I'll let you intro this segment. So again... Remind the people. When we don't have anything else to watch... In a less meta way. No. (laughs) It's honest. When we don't have anything else to watch, I've been making Cody watch shitty, cheesy rom-coms from when I was younger. And it's because you feel like I force you to watch all these... Sometimes I do feel like I'm forced to watch things I don't give a shit about. And so you're flipping it on me. Yes. And this is the best one yet because we watched My Best Friend's Wedding, the 1997 classic starring Julia Roberts, Cameron Diaz, Rupert Everett, and Dermot Mulroney. Can I be honest? You loved it? This is a dumb trash movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why it's fun. But it was just, it was nominated for an Oscar? It was? For what? Oh, best music. Okay. Yeah. That's all it really was known for was its music. Because it just had all these like really famous songs being covered by other people. And that's what it like depended on. It had three Golden Globes. For what? Nominees. Best motion picture. For comedy or music. I want to know what else was in that category that year. Uh, So. Let's put a pin in that. Actress and best actor in a supporting role. Rupert Everett? Yes. Okay. This was his like breakout role and he was like a really big name for a couple years in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I have no idea what happened to him. Right. But like this was like his role and everyone loved Rupert Everett. (sighs) So for best motion picture, comedy or musical that Mm -hmm. year, there was As Good As It Gets. My mom liked that movie. Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. Men in Black. The Full Monty. I feel like I've heard of that. My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. Wag the Dog. What one? What do you think won? As good as it gets. Yeah. Because you said it first. Well, yeah. Um. All right. Just fun. The Best Motion Picture Drama. Mm-hmm. Do you know what won that year? No. There was The Boxer, Goodwill Hunting, Amistad, Titanic. LA Confidential. Oh, Titanic won. Because I know it won the Oscar. Yes. That was that. Just yeah. Crazy year. Yeah. Crazy year for... Drama. Cinema. Yeah. Hercules was that year. Oh, wow. Anastasia. Oh, I love that. Yeah, see? Crazy year. Anyway, my best <laughs> friend's wedding. Um, This wasn't good. I'll say it again. <laughs> I There were very few scenes in this movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I find Julia Roberts iconic because I'm a girl. Weird concept. And this is one of my favorite roles because she just plays like an, an actual psychopath in this yes. movie. And it's really funny to watch. It's like a true person though because there are girls. There are people like this. Girls because she's 
it's like a girl mindset. She had this like guy that always loved her and she really liked having his attention and yeah. then she lost it yeah. and, and she like, dumped him previously as yes well. and then she decides no no one else can have him i want him i oh. had him on retainer yeah because that's how you treat men she's yeah. psycho <laughs> and that's the point and it doesn't work out for her and it's a shock it's not really a shock because Rupert Everett's yeah. telling her the entire movie, he's not going to choose you. Just tell him that you love him so he can tell you he wants to marry this girl and then you can get over it. Yeah. And it's, she's like, no. The girl is Cameron Diaz, yes. one of her first big roles. Yeah. Because um, it was the mask before this, right? Yeah. The mask was before this and there was one other before this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. He was the best friend. Yes. So just a weird cast of... Characters. Yeah. Yeah, Dermot, this was his biggest role. Yeah. He was also in The Wedding Date. Weird. That starred the girl from Will and Grace, right? I never watched Deborah Will Messing. Grace. Yeah, that's her. Deborah Messing. Hmm. Yeah, see, I know people. Rupert Everett went on to go into inspector gadget no, i was gonna say obscurity <laughs> <laughs> yes yes he did i just have a lot of fond memories of this movie of a time when i got along with my mother <laughs> and it was fun to watch this movie and i would watch all the musical parts over and over again and you know the plot was beyond my like six-year-old brain yeah so. you shouldn't have been watching this no i shouldn't have But how great is the intro to this movie it's so bad and like i warned you ahead of time that it just it i don't know why it was there were you trying to look up why there's just a musical number at the beginning yeah i couldn't find anything maybe you need to get like the blu-ray edition and they'll have like commentary i just want to i feel like the director is probably just drunk and he got Julia Roberts I, and he was like, I'm phoning it in. I got her. I want to say it's like based on the other like kind of like singing scenes. It's like they wanted to do a musical, but they didn't have the balls. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, eh, well, we can mm-hmm. have some songs or singing. Yeah. That's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to set it up as a musical and they're like, oh, well, we can't. But we already filmed yeah. it. So. Yeah. I have, this was probably the one that had most sentimental value for me out of, and like, not quality, but it of, is higher rated than some of the other movies on our list. Cause it's probably all the same shit of just nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. But it was also nominated for a golden globe. So for music and comedy. Oh, oh, I thought it was nominated for, a, yeah, it was nominated for golden globes for like best musical comedy. It was nominated for yeah, Oscar for just garbage. music. So it had critical like acclaim at the time. Or a really good uh, campaign. Who knows? Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the reviews on IMDb um, and just the first two reviews, the titles that I see. Unscrupulous Maid of Honor produces neither comedy nor romance. Oof. <laughs> that one gave Oof. it a 3 out of 10. The next one, a 5 out of 10, a frightening comedy. <laughs> I mean, Julia Roberts said it to fucking Paul Giamatti in the hallway. She's a dangerous criminal person. Plot is despicable no matter how much you like the charming players. <laughs> it is charming. That's what it is. It's not great. It's just there's charm and like it's fun. That's why I like it. And you liked the jello scene. That was like the best scene. Mm-hmm. Her screaming at Cameron Diaz that she'll never be jello. Yeah. 
It's true. She never was Jello. Hopefully, this is the worst of it. But out of the list, you don't have to spoil the rest of the list. But like, is this your number one on this list? I mean, now that I've seen Heather's, no. Okay. But it's probably my number one for like sentimental value. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Like overall, what do you? Which film do you enjoy the most? Oh fuck. Um. Because this was the movie that started it. This is the movie that I wanted to watch one day for sentimental reasons, and then was like, I want to make Cody watch it. And I was like, I want to make Cody watch a lot of movies. Yeah, this one's probably the most sentimental just because I watched it a lot. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Whenever it was on TV. My mom had the VHS of it and we would watch it together. Do you have any other major thoughts on the movie? I mean, I don't know. I want to know your thoughts. I just, there's not many thoughts for me to have. It's like the plot was predictable, but not amazing. I still think Julia Roberts' mouth is terrifying, and anytime she would laugh, it was just, don't come near me, please. <laughs> She's pretty. She is, but it's just, it's fucking terrifying, and I'm sorry. It's fine. She's aware of it. The Did fucking... you know that she was married to Kiefer Sutherland? That doesn't surprise me. Why? I don't know. His mouth is, like, the opposite of hers. It's, like, fucking tiny. Yeah, so together they had one normal mouth. <laughs> they're, they're divorced. Yeah. Or no, I don't know. Did she consume the smaller, weaker mouth? Yes. <laughs> That's um, how that works. Okay. Yeah. I it's have just, no other thoughts. The best friend was shitty and terrible, and I hated him, so that doesn't help Yeah, either. he was like... He walked in on her when she was changing, and I feel like they just put that scene in there so they could have a reason to show Julia Roberts in lingerie, essentially. She looked good. She did, but, like, what was the point of that other than, like, wow, he's really no she, boundaries yeah You're they're best married. friends they he's seen her naked before it doesn't matter so he yeah. says yeah so he says exactly no it was just there to show julia roberts character her, like oh he's still her into characters me. he's still into me yeah bullshit bullshit women trash trash bad movie glad i'm done with it <laughs> but it's so sentimental let me be nice all right let's wrap up this episode with the boys yeah penultimate episode yeah season two episode seven Man, that was really like mind-blowing how'd you like that opening scene let's start with that i don't remember the opening how could i was making a joke and you just know because i want to get right into the heavy what happened in the opening scene it was fat neil Oh, God. And his story. I don't want to talk about that scene because I'll just talk about how it's so realistic. It is, and that's what's sad. Yes. That's that's what I'll say. It's just, like, terrifying and frustrating because how easy it is for people like him. Stormfront and the Target Bren Shapiro, Bren Shapiro, Ben Shapiro indoctrinated some kid into being racist, and he killed someone. But it's not racist. It's anti-soup. If you don't watch the show, that sounds really funny. It's like, what's wrong with soup? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I know that that happens. And then we have Lamplighter at Mallory's. Watching lots of superhero porn. Because why not? Um, What is Billy goes to see his parents. 
Yes, his mom calls him saying that his dad died, so he went to go see her. But his dad's an asshole and is actually alive, and they argue, and I wanted him to throw his dad off the building. Yeah. That's what I thought that they were going to do. Yeah, I was like, why else would they have their meeting on a balcony? I either thought that, or there's going to be like a sniper, or a soup's yeah. going to like fly by and just yeah. eat them. But yeah. neither of those things happened, so what do I know? I feel like for the penultimate episode of this season, I didn't understand why this scene happened. Because there's a season three. Uh, I know, but I feel like this should have been addressed in like episode five or six. Not or season one. Th- yeah. Like, it's good backstory. I like learning more about characters and where they come from and the people that made them what they are. Because clearly his dad's an asshole that I abused think it them. Add some dimension to Butcher. Yeah. Because, like. I do too. I just. Why in the penultimate episode when there's a lot more going on? Because think about the scene juxtaposed with Ryan and how, like, he's trying to be a worse dad maybe to ryan and like abandon ryan and strip ryan away from his mom and mm-hmm. then like you know ryan is now taken from his mom and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's like i think it it adds some difference to butcher and like it's see it makes his choice about ryan seem that much weirder to me because mm-hmm. i feel like when you grow up i mean you know i just assuming based on other characters and other shows and movies like when you have a character that grows up with a shitty dad it's like all they want to do is be a good dad yeah and so you would think that he would want to be there for ryan and like try and treat it like a his kid but i think it just goes to show how much he hates superheroes yeah and he can't make that choice with ryan because it's so clear what he's a product of yeah, and it's also not his kid, and there's a lot of men that can't really reconcile that sometimes or accept it when he knows, like, his wife didn't, like, willfully do anything. I think he's done so much for Becca, though, that if it wasn't a literal <laughs> superhero child, he would probably be able to deal with it. Yeah. But because of who the actual dad is, that's why yeah. he can't get over the hurdle. I also think his concern is legitimate. Like, he's property of... Yeah. But, like, yeah. they're, they're not going to just let him disappear. No. He's chipped. Yeah. I bet Becca's Absolutely. chipped, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's spoilers, but the, in the trailer for the next la, episode. La, la. Okay. But I won't say it. Um, but, I mean, it's like we talk about this and Butcher's choice of taking or staying with Ryan and Becca. And then, like, Ryan's taken. Yeah. Stormfront and home Homefront. Home front. What did Madeline call him? Wasn't a home front? She didn't call him Homelander. She called him something else. She called him Outlander. And something else. I think she called him Freelander or something. I want to say it was Home something. I know she called him Outlander. Yeah, that one for sure. Anyways. (laughs) At first, I thought you were talking about Madeline Stillwell. No. She called him fucking like Baby, baby. My baby boy. Yeah. Something like that. God Something damn. normal and friendly. Yeah. I, I'm i shocked that Becca did not see this coming ever. I think the second Homelander showed up, she should have known that was going to happen. Yeah, like, like eventually. You have no power here, Becca. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what Vought promised you. They, they don't give a shit about you. And it just goes to show how bad... This is the stretch. How bad Becca would be in Among Us because like <laughs> yeah, the face oh, you're making. Fuck. Because it's like 
Homelander shows Ryan like, oh, she's done all this lies and stuff for mm-hmm. you. And she has no response to that. Like, she just lets... That the- is the dumbest <laughs> comparison I have ever heard come it's out relevant. of your... No! It's the most relevant things right like, now. You're in a fucking yoga class kind of stretch. Like, I no. Wish. No. Because oh my all God. she had to do to maybe sway Ryan is like, I was, we were going to be killed if I told you anything different. But she literally is just like. It's not true, though. She didn't want, she only cared that he didn't turn out like Homelander. She just wanted him to be normal. They weren't going to be killed if she told him he had superpowers. No, like where they live and stuff Uh, and why she's in this like fake house and fake neighborhood and stuff. Like, yeah, she didn't offer any sort of explanation or like finger pointing. It's one of those things where I don't have a kid, so I can't really tell you or anyone how this works but, but you're like, like chloe i would just tell her she sucks that's it when do we tell her she's adopted uh, anyway i feel like those are kinds of conversations you want to have sitting down with your child probably when they're older too when they're older and not in the heat of the moment and that's probably why she was frozen because it's like this is something i just want to like sit you down and have a nice conversation about and explain yeah. to you the nuances of it because it's hard for a nine-year-old to understand nuance everything is very black and white to them and it also doesn't help becca like i'm playing both sides here but like to always come out on top yes how is she going to strongfully i can't think of like how how can she sit there and argue against three superheroes when she knows Two of them could just laser her with their eyes, mm-hmm. and the third could just and shock her to death. The whole story starts at, well, your dad raped me. Right. So you don't really want to tell your kid that. Especially not when you're... You could die at any second. And you're, quote-unquote, caught in a lie, so, like, you're yeah. just making it up to make yourself yeah. look good. So I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, you didn't even try. Could you be the worst Among Us player? She's so sus. Mm-hmm. Fuck I'm, you. Now you get it. No, that's stupid. <laughs> stupid anyway uh annie gets caught by stormfront because stupid mom called her she didn't school know. She and didn't asked know. if she could take her daughter out of school i have for a, a lot of problems trip. with mrs january but she didn't know that annie went awol well it almost got her killed so. yeah maybe she'll calm the fuck down now probably not she's forced into the boys hideout so yeah but it led to uh, Petit Huey um, getting Lamplighter into the fucking Vaught Tower. He went to Vaught Tower because he wanted to save Annie. And he went all like Tibetan monk and lit himself on fire mm-hmm. in protest. Yeah. And then Maeve showed, oh, Lamplighter lit himself on fire. Huey cut off his hand to go save Annie. And he did. The fire triggered like an emergency evacuation in the building because there's a fire which gave right. Starlight enough power to break yeah. out of her freaky like, we cell did. and all that. Yeah, I just brushed over how her cell was built. Cause but you have to talk about what happened when she got out. She fought Black Noir. Black Noir. Black Noir, my boy. Your boy. And he was destroying yeah, Annie. Yeah, he's terrifying. He is the best super until Maeve shows up and shoves an Almond Joy in his mouth. Yeah. My boy. Yeah. He's not dead yet. We haven't seen it. Yeah, but there's this 
big debate in the discussion threads about whether or not he's dead because he most certainly would have said Maeve helped her escape, right? Mm -hmm. So how was she at the hearing at the end with no issues? Like, is he like in a coma because he had an allergic reaction? Yeah, I mean, if you get that close to death, it's not like you take the EpiPen and you're like... Yeah. Going for a jog, like I just fucked. don't know. Like we don't know the circumstances of his condition. We right haven't now. seen him dead. Yeah, but yeah. So that all happens. A lot more story stuff to get to the trial of Vought versus the people. Right? It's it's not like one person against Vought. It's just it's just when companies, corporations have questionable practices. Sometimes the but it's like. The legislative branch of the government is like, we need to talk to you. So it's not really a trial. No, it's okay. just a congressional hearing. It's like it. when Mark Zuckerberg has to go before Congress a lot. And he has to beam to Mars to bring down a flesh suit. Yeah. To kind of be like, there's questionable practices happening at your company. Can you explain them to us? Right. And they brought in... Uh, old guard from Jonah Va- Vogelbaum right who's gonna be in the Chicago 7 and right as he's about to kind of testify against Vod reveal everything all the heads start exploding <laughs> yeah a lot of people just die in the last like two minutes of the show a lot of extras except for Shockwave yeah who's the A-Train replacement yeah and good thing because hey there's two open spots in the seven now and yeah. guess who's got it ends with the scientology collective yeah a lot of people think that somehow the church is responsible for the heads exploding this the collective seems a lot more intertwined with vought than they either side is letting on yeah and yeah i 100 percent <laughs> think that the collective have some maybe not soup terrorists but some super that can pop people's fucking brains. I mean, yeah, we saw Cindy pop people. Yeah, a lot of the other theory is that her, just came to my head. Yeah, but what motivation would she have for killing all these random people? I don't know, but maybe it's just she's under more control than we, the audience, yeah. know. That's the only thing I can think of. But like, we literally have seen someone do that. There could be someone else with that power. Yeah, I'm like, sure. It's possible that all the you know, powers of the people in the Sage Grove Center are modeled after powers that already exist. Like Big Penis Man? Maybe there's someone out there, you know? I wanna, Who knows? I want to read his comics. Yeah. It's fine. I want to know what his superhero name is. Uh, he, he did have a name. I can not I can look it up right now. But I want to uh, know the superhero name. like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The like, Black Noir. The... It the was, home banger. It was something. I'm I'm grabbing it. You ready? Yeah. Love sausage. That's just what they called him. Like that's, that's what he's listed as. That's what the boys called him. Well, it's a fitting name. Okay. Anyway. So it's a very frustrating end to a penultimate episode. That's what I'll say. It's good, but frustrating. Um, finale's coming up. Yeah, it is. I. I don't know. It's hard to say what's going to happen. Do you still think Homelander's going to die? I'd like it. I don't think he is now. I think they cleaned I, him up. I don't know how both Homelander and Stormfront will survive. One of them has to go. I think... There, too, it is literally gasoline and fire right next to each other. And, like, 
it's too much. You can't keep them together because it's only going to get worse. I think that's what... I don't know if this is true. I'm not saying that's that you're wrong. I'm just saying... I feel like they're going to make it get worse before it gets better. <laughs> well, I just read the description. Don't do that. It's not a spoiler. Oh, okay. It just sets it up and like there's going to be a showdown. So. Between who? We'll never know. Okay. We'll never know. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, so it's just something's got to give. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it all season long, but they can't keep getting away with it. But they do. <laughs> Maybe not for long. Not forever. That's all I can say. Okay. Are you still liking the show? No, it's despite terrible. its heaviness. I hate it, and they're too accurate and. Smart. How dare they? How dare the racist superhero name drop PewDiePie? <laughs> That's hard. Ugh. It. Yeah. It's just such like a subtle like. It's like a deep cut. It's like, like you, at first glance, you're like, oh, she's just name dropping someone relevant. But it's like, wait, it's, no, there's, there's the, context. the implication. <laughs> there's absolutely context and reasoning for her saying that. I am just baffled every day when I think about the writers of Supernatural making the show. Because, you know, Supernatural is a fun show, but it was never this clever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this good? <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's just it was never this, like. The writing was never clever. It was right. just like, we're brothers. We go hunt things and we cry. Dad's out on a hunting trip. And we're going to, I'm going to die for you. And the next season, you're going to die for me. And then we're going to keep doing that for 15 years. And then we're going to end. I mean, Dean's coming in next season, so. Soldier boy. Yeah. You want to dab louder for the microphones I to pick it dab. up? I didn't dab. Everyone saw it, Britt. No. I never uh, dab. I think it's stupid. Anyway, The Boys is a good show. It's a good show, and you hate it. And you I do hate it because be it's just more it. of what we're experiencing on a daily basis. So let's wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week with no topics, but a board game. It's 270. That's what we do. Every yeah. 10 episodes, we do something different. Uh, I won't say what it is, but I will say it's something we've played before, but not on the podcast. I just had to remind Brittany what game we're playing because she forgot. <laughs> But it's a game I'm excited to play. It should be fun. Thanks, as always, for listening. Make sure you tell your friends, your family. Your dog. Definitely your dog. Yeah. I'm sure your dog is much more behaved than Chloe and less of a brat. If not, let us know. We'll compare. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.